All right, everybody, welcome back today. Joined by a very special guest, sipping on some Crown Royal right now. We got Brady. Brady, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, of course. I'm pumped. Quite possibly our most handsomest guest yet. Um, legend on the pickup hoops court. Um, just <laughs> I, the accolades go on and on and on. But Brady just took a job in Nashville, Tennessee. How you are the only 10 I see right now, but how is Tennessee treating you, bro? Well, I appreciate all the kind comments, Jack. I could say the same things about you, man. You're a you're <laughs> a legend. Legend in the podcast and in the hoops. I mean, when you go to the rack, forget it. Somebody's <laughs> in your way, you're fucking punching them. I mean, the whole nine, you know. So well, cheers, um, my man. Cheers. Yep, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. I got my uh my got a high Heine- life involved too. Nice. I got my Heineken zeros here. Mm. No, you're not. Swear to God, bro. Oh, um, all right. Well, you know, it's one way to start. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> hey, don't get rattled, bro. Don't get no, I just, no, I threw not, a curveball. No, I'm not rattled. Now I just look like an asshole. No, um, no. I, I encourage people to drink on the pod. I encourage binge drinking and uh, drug abuse on this podcast. Yeah, I don't drink. Um, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, Nashville, um, it's a blast. I, uh, I took a job with this company, merch company, that uh, does a lot of major bands and, um, you know, MGK and, uh, oh, geez, uh, I mean, the list goes on. I could go all day with the, the bands. It's, uh, it's really... The, it's so a, Machine Gun Kelly merch? Yeah, yeah. So all the merch for the tour all the merch for uh, their e-com store, all that kind of stuff. It's all funneled through, uh, uh, it's called Manhead Merch. Um, they've been around since the 90s. Um, pretty major merch company that um, I'm very fortunate to be a part of. What other bands you got on the roster? Uh, Zach Brown Band is one of them. Holy shit. Uh, we've got Dolly Parton. Um Allison Chains is coming down the pipeline. Uh, we have um, trying to think here. I mean, there's so much that goes on in the day. It's almost it just flies by. Panic at the Disco, Fall wow. Boy. Whoa. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the list could re- literally go on. Um, as far as my own bands, a good number of them are smaller, but MGK would be probably my biggest band right now. Dude, that's, um, and then uh, he's blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's crushed it. Um, I didn't, unfortunately I didn't get to go to any of the shows um, and I had the opportunity to, but I was like, I've been gassed. We do, uh, we do CMA fest too down here. And uh, I was managing that. It just took, took a lot of life out of me. So I was just kind of, 
getting back to normal and decide to skip MGK and Louisville. Um, but I will, you know, I will actually probably do Cleveland, which is actually a hometown event for him. So um, I'll be pumped to go do that. Um, so yeah. when you, when you say you're doing an event, what does that entail? So I guess in merchandise to explain, there's two, there's two alleys of merchandise. There's the office end, which now I'm more operating on. And then there's the vending end, which is basically being the seller, right? Um, so when I say I do MGK's merch or I do Alice Chain's merch, I basically coordinate the tour, uh, which involves ordering, projecting, um, making sure the client you know, likes what they have, gets what they need, that kind of stuff. Um, but as far as if you're on the vending end, which is where I started, obviously, at, uh, at Gillette uh, and Xfinity and all that fun stuff, uh, in Massachusetts. Um, that end is more of just, you know, you sell for whoever shows at the venue. Um, so yeah, uh, those are kind of the two alleyways merchandise goes that, uh, that I've been involved in. Um, I'm only very, very young to the coordinating part, which I'm just starting. Um, but the vending end I've been doing so we're getting a little bit of a connection issues here. There's a picture of me somewhere. It's fucking hilarious. I was nine years old. It was the first concert. Ever. No, we. Brady. We're getting back. a little connection. Yeah, you're back. Okay. It's the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi decided to pop in and bother me. Um, first concert, so it was a hilarious picture of you? Yeah, so uh, I was about nine, um, and it was this. Uh, it was not this concert. It was the Beach Boys at Newport Naval Base, and it was one of those tours where they were all back together. And uh, that's a rare one. They rarely get back together because there's lots of beef between everybody in there. So um, I worked it, and I got to meet them, and I was only nine. So I was just being a nine-year-old and really didn't know a whole bunch about the Beach Boys. And uh, they were like, oh, do you want anything signed? And I was like, no, I'm just working for you guys. And they were fucking ecstatic about that. They were like, what the heck? This kid like doesn't even give a shit. He's totally involved with just working. Like what? He's a nine-year-old. How, how did you even get into that? So, um, you know, as most people do, you know, you get involved in family business. Uh, my uncle's been touring with bands and involved with merchandise since 1979, I believe. Wow. Uh, he actually worked the, uh, it was the police at Rhode Island College. Um, it was his first concert he ever worked. He has the poster from it. And it was when the police were doing college tours. So he worked that. And uh, ever since, he's been involved in the merchandise industry. He's toured with massive acts, ACDC in the 80s, Guns N' Roses in the 80s, Prince. Prince on the Purple Rain tour, actually. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, I had the opportunity to kind of hop in um, at about mm, 16, 17 at Gillette. And, uh, you know, I, I rolled with that. Had a blast there. Was pretty much... Ooh, I don't know, fourth or fifth in command uh, by the time I left there. Um, and was just, I mean, I've, I've 
rolled with it ever since. I did property management for a little bit and it, it was fun and all, but not, not like being in the music or sports industry with merchandise. It was, it was a blast. What do you think drew you to this line of work? Because it does seem super exciting and you're around concerts and people are fun and having fun and drunk and all that good stuff. Well, you know, there's always that family portion, right? When you do get into family business, I guess that was, was initially a draw because when I was a kid, my interest was always politics and history and all that fun stuff, uh, which is not so fun anymore. Um, <laughs> but, but, but now I think, I think what draws me into that is, is being able to be in the live event industry because going to these concerts now as the tour coordinator and knowing that that's your band that you put the merchandise on the ground and these people are coming up to, you know, some of their favorite artists and going, wow, like I can get a shirt and it's an, you know, it's, it's like an experience that carries on with you by getting merchandise. Yeah. You, um, you, you have that shirt forever. Yeah. Oh, and, and there's, <laughs> I can't even begin to describe some of the shirts even I have that have carried on from just whether it was working a gig or whatever else um, that, you know, right now seem minute in comparison to what, you know, 30 years from now you keep that shirt and you're like, holy shit, I went to a dead and company concert 30 years ago. Um, and I have that t-shirt. I don't know if I'll fit in it um, given <laughs> the beer consumption, but we're slim down right now. It's not a slim thick summer as of right now. Yeah. I mean, you look great, but uh, the every, I, I love the concert shirts because every shirt has a story behind it. I'm currently wearing my, uh, my parents went on their little powwow 4th of July. I'm wearing. Oh, my, come on. Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And uh, they, they all, my dad loves Skinner and, you know, his friends from high school, they all get together and drink and have a great time and go see Leonard fucking Skinner. And this shirt will always be special to me because it's like, Hey, my dad got me this shirt. It's Leonard. It's Skinner, man. It's Leonard Skinner, man. Skinner, brother. It's Skinner, man. So I, uh, you know, I think you're, you sell memories to people. Essentially you sell memories. Yeah. I mean, it's it's um and then i think to to start on the end of the sales and to have you know been at all of these concerts and seen what happens when someone comes up to the stand especially and this is a probably more of a soft point is no matter the band um it could be a metal band it could be not metal band whatever um to have a a younger person and or kids who come up and they're fucking pumped. Like they're there and they're like, Oh my God, I'm getting a t-shirt from like so-and-so it doesn't matter who it is. That makes their world like that affects them for so long that we don't even know how long that affects them. Like the memories they have of getting this t-shirt and going to this concert, it's part of that whole concert experience. And so um, being on the merchandise end, uh, I think it involves you fully in the live event experience really does sports yeah. or sports or uh, uh, music. Cause I think, you know, right now I'm on the music end, but I've also been on, you know, the, the, the sports end with the Patriots, you know, like that, that was a massive feat that I don't even speak of being involved with all that. I mean, 
that was probably the most I ever worked was when I was at Gillette, you know, 80 hour weeks at times um, during college. Um, just, you know, grinding it out, uh, working all the Patriots games during the Brady era. You know, yep. Brady left actually by the time that I was out. So uh, it was, that was a solid experience too. It's, it's just, merchandise tends to get underrated. You think you're just walking up to like a store. Um, but, but when you look at the, the event merchandise, it's not that simple. Like there's lots of logistics behind it that people don't think of. It's a very, very complicated process. How so? So you have to think, um, and, and I'm, you know, I'll get into the light details of the process just so that it's not too nerdy, but you have to think merchandise travels from event to event, uh, especially on a tour, event to event, then that merchandise has to be counted. It has to be, you know, priced properly. It has to be displayed properly. Then it has to be closed up. It has to be inventoried. And so all through this process, there's lots and lots of, you know, it's complicated. And so the people who have been in this industry for as long as they have, people like my uncle, people like uh, uh, lots of people who he know, uh, he knows that, uh, you know, they've just been involved with it uh, forever. Um, they know kind of the ins and outs and the, uh, I guess you'd call it intrinsic, like the, the kind of uh, intangible things that you wouldn't think of. Um, but, but it takes a whole lot in a short period of time to get merchandise from a truck to you as a buyer, uh, then back to the truck. I mean, I had Taylor Swift week uh, at Gillette. Hell yeah. Back in, Never made back a bad, strictly bangers from her, by the way. Never made a oh, bad. Oh, yeah, song. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm 23, but I'm feeling 22. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, um, it was, it was a, that was the longest work week I ever had. And it was less than a week. It was six days. It was 89 hours. Uh, and, and probably, probably eight or nine hours of driving on top of that. So realistically it was probably 90 something hours. Anyways, um, Taylor Swift, we checked in one point, $1.8 million worth of merchandise. Wow. All in a small Patriots warehouse. Wall to wall boxes as high as you could stack them. They were, you know how tall I am. They were much taller than me. I was throwing boxes up. Um, and then you have, you know, that's two days it takes to check in that much money worth of merchandise because it's you know you figure forty dollars a shirt or whatever those why, numbers, why are the shirts so expensive bro it sucks uh honestly I, well i do have to say cost of goods is a real thing um everybody's got to get paid obviously and that's that's kind of the name of the game right but but now uh i deal with and no different than you know you hear about amazon you hear about your package with anything fedex ups Supply chain is a real deal thing. I had a, a band the other day, you know, I'm not going to name names, but I had a band the other day. I had to, uh, I had to literally overnight into Canada, which means it has to go through customs first. Do you know what the price tag was on one box? 
I don't know, probably a couple hundred. Six hundred dollars. Fuck. But also, you have to remember, when someone goes to a concert, they need that experience, right? You need to have that T-shirt. You need the T-shirt. I mean, you might well as well not have gone without a T-shirt. Kind of. I mean, am I going to not, you know, go too far and say, would I buy a T-shirt from a concert? I have, actually, pretty recently, which is kind of the, the funny end of that, but. Sometimes I look at the prices too and go, wow, but you do have to think there's a back. So behind that wall, right? So you go, oh, the, oh, the merch company or the band is, oh, you know, the, boo, they're taking the money. When it comes down to it, the margins are starting to shrink because of the supply chain stuff and it's happening everywhere. If anything, you'd be surprised um, that, and, and I am surprised that prices have not gone up higher, really, because there's there's lots of uh, intangibles that just, they, they jump out and then, you know, you could, businesses do have to make money at some point, right? In order to pay people like me, in order to get the shirt to where it needs to go. Right. Um, in order to produce the shirt, whatever else. Uh, and, and so, I mean, it, it would just be, I figured open a lot of people's eyes if they saw some of the day-to-day that happens in the merchandise industry. It's almost daily, and I'll say this, it's almost daily that I'm dealing with a crisis because UPS or FedEx didn't deliver on time. Really? Um, and it has to be redirected or it has this and that, or um, the printer is not able to print in time, like print the shirts because, you know, for whatever reason, they don't have the staffing or something like that. You know, it's like, the 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 economic consequences of COVID and whatever else are still lasting today. So, do you ever uh, when you when you talk about like prepping for the amount of merch you need for a show or a tour? Uh, how like do you take into account like how many thirteen year olds want to buy an MGK shirt? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, my my. Uh, the way I project is very, very complicated. I don't want to say, I don't want to go too far because then someone could take my job, right? <laughs> but I will say I factor in everything. Um, things that you would not expect. Really? I factor, yeah, oh yeah, big time. Big time. Like I'll go, I'll, I'll go uh, with one that won't give away too much, but gives away enough. Um, if you're going to New England, do you think it'd be a wise idea to maybe print some more hoodies? Ooh, smart. <laughs> so that's just one thing I, you know, like, you know, you think of little stuff, right? Um, and, and really what a big portion of this business is, is thinking of the little stuff, being that kind of deep thinker that goes, okay, well, what happens here? What happens there? I mean, you could even go on a logistical end. Uh, is it realistic to get this from A to B in this time frame and just try to be out rather than, uh, you know, lose out on sales, I guess. Like get your stuff out before it becomes bad. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I think there's a lot, lot involved that people don't think about. 
Yeah, I, uh, I I definitely respect it a lot. I I would just have like, there's so many questions. Like, how how do you? Uh... On. <laughs> I'm I'm open with all. Do you, of them, so do you print all the shirts before the the tour starts? Do you print the, them as you go? How do you reload your shirts per venue? Do you print more shirts for certain venues or others? Do you like it, it just goes on and on and on? Who buys the most shirts? Who buys the least amount of shirts? All that good stuff. So it varies band to band. I mean, you know, whether your size demographic changes or your age demographic changes, it's really more related to size. Yeah. And it's not a, it's, <laughs> it's not a, it, it's not even like a personal thing. Um, or, a, uh, like, I don't even, I'm so used to being on the other end, like the selling end. Cause you know, most people would be like, Oh, Oh, oh my God, you need a extra small or you need a, uh, three X. Like most people would be that way. Me, I'm so used to it. Like in a, in a brain power way that I've just, you know, I look at the numbers and go, this is what I need. So um, how do you read that? Well, usually you have to have, there's a, a golden rule of thumb. You have to have, you know, a few shows under your belt to know what the projection is going to be. Right. So, um, or you can go on a previous tour. Doesn't always work out the best that way, but sometimes you can do that. But, uh, yeah. So as far as estimating what you need, uh, that would be, you know, your approach as far as uh, shipping to each venue or that part. Um, it really depends on the size of the band. So larger bands, you've got, they've got a semi or they've got a truck, right? So if they have that kind of space, then you can just throw shit out there and they'll figure it out, right? Uh, MGK uh, at one point had two and a half semis um, and now has two semis worth of merchandise, right? Um, that you can play with. You can put whatever you need out there. I mean, it's two semi trucks. On the other hand, you get, you know, smaller bands, not going to get in any names, um, that do not have the capacity sometimes to even have a van. So you have to drop ship. You have to basically send merchandise to each venue. And I've actually done it before. Um, in the three months I've been doing this, I've, I've drop shipped to each and it actually worked out pretty fucking well. Um, but, you know, you, you, can't, you can't make those estimates without knowing what you've got in front of you. You know, you've got you've to know what kind of space you have. But you always also have to be prepared for, you know, things you don't expect. So what if that semi breaks down and then you have one semi going to wherever, right? So you always, you always have to be sort of uh, ahead of the game with, uh, with merchandise. I mean, really, because the last thing you want is someone to be somewhere without any merchandise. That is the worst. That is the scenario. worst thing to ever they happen could, to anybody. They could be there. Yep. They could be there without a whole bunch of other things, but they could not be there without merchandise. Do you... Are you rubbing shoulders with these artists because you're, you know, you're like, hey, I'm doing all your merch and stuff. Like, this is, uh, like, you're welcome. Um, it, you know, like I mentioned, my first concert I ever worked, I met the Beach Boys, right? But then, you know, have I met MGK? No, not necessarily. Could I meet MGK? Probably. 
Um, but but it's not about that to me, and it's certainly not about that to us. You know, it's a business relationship. But but um, when the opportunity arises, does that happen? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you you could go and uh, uh, as an example. Um, oh geez, who did I have recently? Oh, it was pretty funny. Oh, I was okay. So I was managing CMA Fest, right? Mm. And. At the specific time, I was managing um, this guy. His name's Cameron Marlowe. Uh, he's an up-and-coming country artist. Uh, he's actually got some pretty massive stuff going on for him. He's performed at the Opry. I went and saw him actually pretty recently. He's, he's And I don't really care for country. He was pretty solid. He's Hell yeah. A solid artist. Very solid. And uh, so I'm at the CMA Fest, and I see someone with this shirt on that hasn't even shipped out yet, and it's from him. He's got this shirt on. I go up to this lady. I go, how did you get, sorry to bother you. How did you get this shirt? Like this shirt isn't even out yet. How did you get this? She goes, oh, I'm his girlfriend. I go, (laughs) no way. No way. She's like, yeah, yes way. And I know blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, that's unbelievable. Um, And so, you know, in little situations like that, that can happen too. I, I mean, that's, that's just one of other situations that uh, I've, I've run into with running into sort of artist related type people. But again, I think I'd go back to, um, do I go out of my way to make that a thing? No. Um, you know, I, I'm here to do a job and uh, you know, if that happens, I'd be happy about it. But if it doesn't, I don't take it to mind at all. It's not, it's not really my place. Uh, even, even A&R people throughout the industry, they don't necessarily meet the artists. They meet management all the time. It's not, it's not what you should be aiming to do. The, the artist, you know, it's fantastic that you're working with them and all that, but, but uh, you know, it should only be by chance. It shouldn't be by, oh, I need to meet so-and-so. I mean, Alice in Chains is one of my favorite bands ever, ever. Am I going to make an effort to go and meet them? No. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not what you do necessarily as cool as it sounds. People are weird. People are weird, bro. With celebrities and stuff like that. Like they'll like interrupt people. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to like, in no situation do you want to be that guy? Oh my God. Like even I'll tell you what, if Robert Plant was, you know, eating, I'd have a tough time sitting in my seat, but I would do it because you have to have that sort of respect, you know, like that's another human being. Yeah. You don't have to fan it. You don't have to fantasize them. You don't have to, to, to make it a whole huge deal, but do you have that level of respect for them? Do you want to express that? Yeah. But it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, I had Tom Brady. I mean, maybe to, to the microwave or the cabinets right there. And it took all of me not to go, hey, Mr. Brady, I'm Brady. I'm Brady. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Yo, and I never did it. You should never did it. You should. Uh, Two occasions, actually. I had Bob Kraft, you know, same distance, actually closer. I walked right behind him, probably two feet away, right behind him. He's on the phone. I'm not going to bother him. You know, it's not it's not right. Everybody's about their business. And, you know, um, would it have been cool? Yeah. But I think it's cooler that you can say, yeah, I could have, but 
I didn't because I had respect for that person. You know what? That is way cooler. That is, I mean, like, that's just very... You don't think about it at first that way. But then, you know, you, you kind of let the gears turn. You go to bed at night and go, wow, I, I, I left somebody be when they probably were stressed out or they were, you know, doing something important. And you just kind of, you, you did the right thing. The thing yeah. that they would have, the thing that they would have appreciated. You for sure did the right thing. Like for sure. Yeah. And, uh, but so you're doing, you got into it wicked early and you're doing the merch um, and you're rubbing elbows with famous people and stuff like that. Um, is this something you're passionate about that you want to do forever? Or is this a, a, a gateway or a bridge to something you, you want to do uh, elsewhere? So uh, I've, I've actually, it was funny, my uncle who got me into this business was very specific um, with his words to me. Uh, probably, I don't know, six years ago when he first, like when he first got me really, really wrapped up in uh, like the Gillette stuff, he goes, you have to go to college and you have to figure out your own thing. You're not doing merchandise for a living. And this was at a time where he was actually doing really, really well with it. Um, but, you know, a- as most parents slash um, family members do, they want you to be able to do your own thing. They don't want you to have to, um, not to say piggyback, but to, uh, to follow in footsteps or to, you know, continue a legacy, I suppose. Right. Um, because they, they want you to have your own legacy. It's almost, it's almost a larger than uh, themselves type mentality. Um, my dad was the same way, refused to let me get into tech. Um, so at first, you know, I had, you know, the whole politics and history thing was interesting, all that. And then you know, 2016 happens and then everything else happens. And I was like, you know what? I don't even care about this stuff. I don't, I realized at that moment that I was business oriented. So when I found all that out and started to get really, really involved with merchandise, um, I had an opportunity to move down here and, uh, there was, a there was sort of a, a caveat of potentially, uh, going back into merchandise. I was in property management at the time. So I get in whatever, uh, into merchandise. And now I'm at the point where, yes, I think full blown long-term, this will be my deal until I retire. This will be what I do. That's because, awesome. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, I, I wake up earlier and I go to bed later doing work that I don't get annoyed with. Uh, do you get annoyed with certain people? Uh, yes, that's life. Um, but I fucking, I love, literally love what I do. Um, probably for the first time, since I started doing merchandise the first go around right, and then came off of it and was, was actually kind of in a, I mean, I enjoyed property management, but it was a rough spot. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I was going to grow a whole bunch in that. And I had business management, you know, aspirations as far as going for a master's and what have you not. And, uh, getting into this, I don't, I could care less about a, you know, a master's in business. Now I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm mastering business every day by, pulling off things that 
I mean, if I went into detail, some of the stuff that has been pulled off has just been insanity. Insanity. So crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm high. Yep. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Surprise guest out of nowhere. Oh, my God. What's going on? Did I you... saw you guys were uh, resuming. I, I, hey, Jack, I needed this more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> Great song, but for the sleds, by the way, great song. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the same uh, the album. It's uh, you know, it's actually based off a of Matt Hart quote. Uh, do you know this Bert? He's like the most ridiculous person we know. No, I do not. He's uh, also this is I'm in my basement. Is my uh, audio okay? My it's a, it's it's kind of ass. Oh really? All right, I'll jump off. You look second. you look great though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, he's uh, he's a he's some like cool again we hang out with, and he's uh. In a bunch of fat boy videos so yeah. that was a quote that he said to chris in uh the video stranger danger okay, actually and if, no, give him, and if you give him a ride it'd probably be you know he's solid you got a crown apple going free <laughs> mm-hmm. damn right Berg, you're still off the juice right still off the juice i think today's day 78 i believe good for you do you have like uh give an ultimate goal like what are you, you trying to hit 100 or just Six, six months, day by day, but six months realistically, and then so, um, okay, so you six, six to nine months. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. Realize, Berg. I didn't realize you were on like a roll. You know. Uh, yeah. Now I, now I really feel like an asshole. No. Beginning. I I've always I encourage drinking on this podcast. I think it makes for a better show. Um, but I I just uh I need to step away from the game for a little bit. I still, I'm still such a degenerate. I was like, I like having beers yesterday. Tom saw yesterday. I was having some beers. I had like ten beers, but they're just not alcoholic, so I'm still consuming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still. Consuming. Oh, so you're still crushing them? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you're not an alcoholic, so I feel like you shouldn't be drinking O'Doul's or Budweiser Zero. That's a waste of money. Just drink a fucking diet coke like a real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's special. Like, we'll go out sometimes on like a Sunday, like me and Brady. And if I'm hungover, I'm putting down about five sodas before I got on the horse. That is like, yeah, I, 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 I tweeted. You saw. I was like, well, you know, I stopped drinking, but now I smoke pot and I, uh, I, I drink diet coke all the time. So net yeah. benefits on my health. <laughs> yeah, liver, liver up, lungs down. <laughs> <laughs> liver liver big time up lungs are they're okay but you know it's you know i i like to smoke and it. bro i was tom i know you're a big tweeting about weed guy i was smoking and i uh i watched uh tiger woods highlights bro i was like mesmerized oh i might do that. do i do i need to do i need to leave because it's still illegal <laughs> in tennessee <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no shit. You wore a cowboy. Yeah, I'm gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna like kick down my door and be like, "Yo, you're talking about weed? Come here, brother." Yeah, I, I feel like Tennessee's thoughts on weed are like a 1957 infomercial about the devil's lettuce and like cannabis crazy. Absolutely, that's, that's where they base the laws off of. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. I don't. I, it should just. It should just be legal everywhere, and that and gambling and all the money should go to schools and roads, and then we'd have like world peace. Yeah, don't get me started on gambling. Yeah, I, I haven't really been betting. Ironically, ironically, today's the first bet I've placed in like weeks. I was just bored, stoned on the couch, so I took the Red Sox live. Uh, they- Tom, Tommy, do I do I tell my gambling story on you? 
Oh, you have to. Are you shitting me, dude? Brady went to the heater. <laughs> really? Uh, if I say heater. the figure, it, it, if I say the figure, I might break my my phone and my computer. What do you got for us, bro? Uh, so I was pretty heavy into uh, Bavada Blackjack, and I had. Ooh, I don't know. It was probably was it two days, Tommy? No, it was a day, wasn't it? It's a day. Yeah, it was I was like so a- I was so hungover. I was so hungover. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. And I don't know how I was doing it. I was sitting at my desk at work. Um, and I'm just playing, playing, playing. And next thing I know, Bovada, Bovada blackjack for perspective, as gritty as it can get. I'm playing twenty five hundred dollars a hand. Three hands at a time. I got to 178 grand. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Are you pocket, you walk away, or did you like lose a little bit? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you didn't cash out the 40 G's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I cashed out like 40, but I, I got shit faced after that. Uh, after I booked buying a fucking Bronco and all this shit with CarMax. And uh, I got shit-faced and blew like 120 grand. Yeah. Oh, my God. Time flies yeah. piece of shit. That's honestly <laughs> – that's – I hope no one heard that. Um, that was a bigger story than uh, probably my merch career. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing, uh, you're doing Zach Zambian on Saturday, Brady? Uh, Friday, yeah, I'm going to Fenway. Um, oh, it's Friday. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not a big country guy, but I'm hoping. I've heard really good things. Like I like the uh, knee deep in the water somewhere. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, the the country vibes are unbelievable, and the women too. My God, you'll never see more beautiful women. <laughs> well, I do live in. I still do live in Nashville. You have to remember that. So I I see them. <laughs> Is Broadway all typed up to be? You know, I do have to say, um, I'm, you know, I'm old school Nashville, right? So uh, I think East Nashville is sick. Um, it's very bougie now, but um, Broadway's kind of, it, it's starting to get like Vegasy, like very, very, very overpopulated. Too many people. You can't eat, like I went down for 4th of July and I'll never do it again. I couldn't really. breathe. Um, and I love Nashville. I love the city of Nashville. I love everything it's about. And I love how many people are coming here. I love all that. But I, that many people, I feel like an ant. Like, that's why I don't like New York City. I will, like, Boston's sick, though. Boston is, like, not that way. Like, yeah, yeah you, you feel like an ant going into Fenway. But, I mean, it's Fenway. It's, like, 10 square feet. You have to get in, you know. Um, but... Yeah, Nashville's uh, it, lots of people are coming and visiting, and you know who knows? Maybe ten years from now, it kind of dies back a little bit, and there's a little more you know spacing as far as uh, people coming. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's I have not actually, and this will tell you how I feel about Broadway. I've had a total of three shots on Broadway the whole time I've lived here, and I've been here. Wow, uh, I've been here since November, eight months, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Nine months, about eight or nine months. Yeah, yeah. so oh, that's I've, I've, I've had. I, I stopped in a Luke Bryan's because I had a friend uh, 
who who's a bartender there. She's fantastic. Um, and I had three shots right then. So, uh, yeah. That was it. Um, yeah, like you said, I feel like people go to Nashville as like an alternative uh, to Vegas because Vegas is like wicked expensive. And I feel like Nashville is like a little cheaper to go to. Yeah. And it's the whole country vibe. Like lots of people do enjoy country. And I do, you know, I'm not saying I don't like country. I've actually, I've let it grow on me a little bit. I really have. Same. Um, but, but it's, uh, it's like a, it's a bachelor party paradise. It's a bachelor party <laughs> paradise. Yep. It's, it's everybody's paradise. It's, you know, every chick in the world comes here and she's on Tinder for a weekend and then she breaks your heart. Um, yep. So, you know, it's a, it's a hell of a city. Love it. That's that sounds goes right up my alley. Yeah, I think well, when are you, when are you coming? When are you, when are you both coming? Is the question, dude? I need to. I mean, with DraftKings, like we're pretty dead now because just baseball. So like, if there's a time to come, it's in the summer. So maybe like in August. Um, That'd be sick. It's just like my days are so low key now. So I definitely we've been trying. I, 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 I'm trying to. I'm trying to convince the boys, the sleds, to book them gigs down here to just drive down as a group, get a van. And come down and play a bunch of gigs, and then you're you're here, and you get to party, and you get to experience Nashville. That's you know, like that's a great uh, that's a great portfolio filler too. There's lots of there's fantastic. lots of lots of venues here that you could play at. Why wouldn't you just do it? No, so, there's so many venues. Also, I feel like a big thing with uh, Tennessee in general, but Nashville, COVID, COVID separated it just you know, show, sh- shine the light on states and Tennessee, like, especially, you know, weather's pretty nice, no state income tax. And they like, didn't really have a ton of COVID stuff. So that in Florida and Arizona and all these, well, states- they're saying, they're saying quite frankly, that there's no COVID here. That's what they're saying. Lots of people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that the first time he's done Trump on this podcast? Is that the first time? Yeah. It is, yeah. Oh, he does an excellent, an excellent Trump. <laughs> Can we well, get thank a, you. I, pre- I appreciate it. What if, uh, let's get a Trump if he was, uh, if he met MGK after an MGK show. No, I can't. That would, that would get me in lots of trouble. Um, what? Yeah, no. Well, people are saying, MGK, you're fantastic. Lots <laughs> of people are saying it. Uh, you're a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the best I can do. I'm sure Brady told you that he's doing merch for his tour, right? What was that? Uh, Brady's doing merch for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome, bro. And you, yeah. Tom, how was the MGK concert at the yeah, Garden? Yeah, it, it was awesome. I mean, like... You fu- okay, hold on. Wait, there's some beef to be settled here. This fucker goes, oh, wait. Uh, yeah, well, I said we might be going. He never actually told me that he was going. I would have hooked him up with shirts and shit, you know, just oh my out of God. my pocket, out of my I, pocket. That's on me. That's on me. Um, it was you, super spontaneous last minute. It was a Saturday. You did uh, say, you did say though, that you might've gone. You yeah. Ticket, cheap, man. They were, I, they were 55 bucks a, a pop. I think it cost me one fourteen for two tickets for me and Chris. Um, cheap as shit. Last year, MGK was like $200 a ticket when he came. Um, so it was cool. He's a hell of a performer. Uh, I don't love his new album. A ton, but his old album is, is like most recent album. Uh, tickets Wasn't that helicopter thing sick? That was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Right? He was, yeah, he was like, yeah, and he did some rap stuff too. He was an excellent performer for the price of admission. It was, it was great. Like we bought shitty cheap seats, 
but our boy Johnny, Johnny and his girlfriend, known was next to them in the, in the lodge. So we just sat with them the entire time. So it was dope. That is dope. Johnny Damon, you're, yes, you're just gonna not, you're not gonna name drop your good friend. I, I said Johnny Damon. <laughs> I said well. Johnny Damon, I mean, he's a former Red Sox player. Don't bring up the Yankees, Stin. Oh, man. Well, hey, uh, this is your podcast, not mine. I'm going to go jerk off. Love you guys. Brady, I will see you soon. Uh, Bird, thanks for having me, man. You're the best, man. Take care, boys. Love you. See you soon. This is Tom. All right, Brady. Well, that was a nice little intermission. uh, Surprise guest, Tom Wall. That's Uh, sick. I I, I love that. I texted him a picture of us because I – was texting him about the TV show Barry earlier, and uh, I just sent him a picture of us on Zoom, and he's like, "Oh hell yeah, let me said toss me an invite." Yeah, he's you know, uh, I mean, the reason we're even friends is because of that guy. He's uh, he's a, a magnetic Tom, personality. Tom is, yeah, Tom. I've got to say, of all the friends I've had, uh, Tom is probably one of the best people. Um, yeah, one of the best people I've I've ever known. Yeah, ever. absolutely. He, Me too. He's got ah oh, just the heart that that guy's got, and then especially when he's into something, he he has drive like nobody does. Huge heart, tons of charisma. Charisma coming out his butthole, like fucking awesome, just a fantastic dude. Hey, uh, if any uh any of those tickets or shirts fall off the back of the truck for a Zach Brown band. Oh, you're on mute. Everything all good? Everything all good on the home front? Yeah, we're good. Just got walked into my studio. Oh, bro. Get the hell out of the studio, bro. We're recording. <laughs> oh, man. All right, hold on. Well, um, I'm going to let's let's I got to take a quick piss break. Uh, if you got to go to, I don't know if you've been holding it in all that crown. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, right I'm good. Through you. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this this piss break is, is sponsored by um, uh, merchandise at concerts. Uh, <laughs> the company, the company it's sponsoring <laughs> it is uh, Brady Inc. I think it's called, right? Well, this spot, this piss break is sponsored by uh, concerts and uh, shirts. And Leonard Skinner. And Leonard Skinner. All right, we're back. That uh, that piss break was once again sponsored by uh, concert T-shirts and uh, <laughs> Leonard Skinner and uh, legalizing gambling and marijuana in the state of Tennessee. Uh, thank you and to the our socks. sponsors. And yeah. the Sox. Go Sox. Yeah. yeah. Are you stoked to be back in Massachusetts for Zach Brown Band? Oh, I'm I'm just pumped to be in Massachusetts in general. I uh, I miss um miss all my buddies. I mean, it's it's tough, you know. Massachusetts is very homey, you know. It's like it's great when you leave home and you come back home. Oh, the feeling is unreal. You know it because you're home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody's all fired up. They're like. Where the fuck have you been? You know, like that old <laughs> thing. You know? Especially the towns we're from, bro. Like it's just oh, the connections. Yeah. And the it's, yeah, it's we're from. Well, I would say in Massachusetts, we're from relatively smaller towns. You know, Definitely. the try, the try, Seekonk, You know, the whole thing. So. Definitely, yeah. It's it's all good, man. And I'm. Oh man, 
I just um I don't know. We're very lucky. As everybody can like everybody can talk and chirp and stuff about mass and growing up, but I uh it's been super fucking awesome. No complaints. Yeah, it's it's uh you know it's cold. That's about the only complaint I can have. Um, <laughs> everything else. I mean, I go out to Providence and I swear I end up seeing uh, half of my high school uh, in a in a sitting. So it's it's pretty hilarious that you can do that. Really? Oh yeah, all the time. We go to this place called Fishco in Providence. It used to be Whiskey Republic. Gotcha. Um, uh, like I go, I went uh, over Easter and went and end up seeing like 20 or 30 people I knew from high school. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Thanksgiving's a real kicker though. I oh. bet that happens in the try too. Yeah. Love Thanksgiving, bro. Thanks. What's your favorite Already holiday? Got slated for... Ooh. Ooh. You know, this is a hot take. Ready for it? I think my favorite holiday is Easter. What? Yeah. Bro, that's not even top. Because I go to my I go to my uncle Sean's and I get shit faced. Like like it's the most drunk I get all year. And yet it ends up being the most tolerable I am probably all year. Um he just we we always have a um sort of a family Easter where it's all kinds of family. So the uncle is on my mom's side, and yet my dad's side of the family and my mom's passed, but my dad, my dad's side of the family, and they, they're divorced, by the way. That's a funny thing there and always have been pretty much. They only were married for, ooh, I don't know, uh, like a year or two. But they all come together. And then there's other people that come. It's very like, um, like impromptu family and actual family. And it yet, yet, yet it ends up being like an absolute blast. It always is without fail. The food is always great. The, the drinking's always there. The level that it gets to, it's never too far and yet it's never too short. It's always perfect. Um, Thanksgiving also is a great holiday because you've got, you know, I've got my little brother now who's, uh, he, um, he came from different genetics than me. He started varsity uh, as a freshman in high school. What sport? Um, football. Wow. Yeah. Talk about different worlds. I mean, you look at me. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I'm not doing that. You're a stallion. Uh, You're a stallion of a man. A, 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 a mini stallion. You're a man, but you're a man rocket, as they would say in the hockey in the hockey world. You're a man rocket. You can you're... be as nice as you want to be, Jack. You know I'm not playing football. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I already I never said it about football. You were I, I said you were um your lights out on the hoops court. You were hitting some I, last time. I think last summer when we played, you were fucking lights out. We need you though. We need you back because, as much as I love them, like Chris DeCastro and the Flins and a bunch of those spazzes, they're not getting it done. They're not getting it well, done. Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy knows. Chrissy has said it himself when he comes to the court. He's like, "Well, I don't play basketball." Yeah, yeah. And, so that's what I, I appreciate. Whenever I, you know, I, I talk to him. Even then, I used to be like, 
Well, just, you know, don't stress out. He, well, his play works on defense, right? So when he stresses yes. out on defense, he's locking you up. But when he stresses out on offense, he's fucking freaking out. And he knows that. He would tell you himself. He's so um, funny. He's so funny, bro. I, I he think he is. Oh, he's, I've almost become as close with him as I have with Tom. I mean, he's a great, great buddy of mine. He's, he's fucking so, awesome. I, I know. I, I actually, I, I launched another podcast with him just because I couldn't get enough of him, bro. It was I, uh, for Star Wars, though. It was, it was because he was fucking cracking me up so much and uh, just talking about like memes and shit, like uh, American Psycho. <laughs> like, oh my God. He, he's like my go to for any meme that I think is too far out, too. Like I always send to him and he's yeah. like, he's the go to. He is the go to. He is. He, he's great with the memes, bro. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, with the with the basketball, I mean, um, I'm excited to play. I mean, I I play with the some like the why here is pretty serious. Like the mm. the guys who step on the court are like they're like when we play. There's yeah, it gets serious at moments, but it's it's always kind of like fun, right? Yes. These guys that I play with, oh my god. It's like real deal. Like you, you miss a shot. You're over. Like it's, it's crazy. But I had one game. Uh, it was three on three. It went to 24. I scored 21 points. Ones and twos. Come on. You went, you went nuts. You went nuts. I went crazy, crazy. I don't even believe I did it. Like I, like, do I think I can play basketball? Yeah. Do I think I can do that? No. no. And I did. I did it. Um, so I'm hoping. Now, outside basketball is a little different than indoor basketball, right? So we play Rice Complex, which everybody knows who's listening in from the try. Goated. Um, yeah, the, the, the Rice Complex is goaded. It is. Playing for at sure, night. For it, sure goaded. Really, you're really nice at basketball if you can play at Rice Complex at night. <laughs> yeah, bro, because they need lights on that. Because there's pitch. no lights. Yeah, there's. They no need lights. lights in that <laughs> motherfucker, bro. I. Uh, it's such a bummer when there's no lights on a basketball court. It's, it's like, the only. Damn. It's the only uh, like city type. Well, it's not a city, but it's the only major major complex I know that doesn't have lights at night. Yeah, like but- West Warwick, I played there dozens of times. The lights cut out at eleven which is cool, right? Yeah, yeah. But it gets dark at like eight or seven. I think, uh, give us a break. Yeah. I think at at school, the lights like stay on the whole night. I don't think the lights cut out. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the tennis courts and the, you know, right. 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 All that, all that lights are on, but rice complex a mile away, not even a mile away, half mile away. No lights. Yeah. (laughs) That just ruins it for everybody else. I know, absolutely. Are you drinking a different beer? You've been you've been throughout like switching flip flop, flip flop, switch, switch, snip snap, snip snap. Yep. So I've got uh Sam Adams summer ale here. You just got a grab bag of beers. Yeah. So um, there's this grocery store called um, Kroger down here that they have deals all the time. Like you get cash back deals or whatever. So they had like a, they had a Sam Adams on uh, Boston lager and summer ale. And then they had a, um, 
uh, Sierra Nevada, they had a deal. So I, I just picked up like uh, six or 12 of each and they've been, so this is the cottage. Then there's a main house. They've been sitting out in the cottage. And so I rotate through them when it counts. Um, and since I'm out here, I'm rotating through part of them. So yeah, summer rail, uh, it's all right. It's like, uh, it's just short of, uh, the line and Kugel, um, uh, summer shandy that they have. So it's like just short of that. Right. Um, and then the Boston loggers, yeah, the Boston loggers, honestly, pretty awful. Really? Why is it awful? For, I don't know. I don't like it. I'm not good with the sharp. Like I'm not an IPA guy. Like even the Sierra Nevadas, I'm not with that. I'm uh I'm used to like the, the sharpest I go is butt heavy. Um which I love. I love Bud Heavy. Love Bud um, I love Budweiser's, bro. They're the best. I drink the, the You're a man if you drink Budweiser. Hmm. I drink like, the non-alcoholic well, ones, so well, I don't let's, know. Let's just say, let's just say, for the sake of the old days, like I'm sure you drank Bud Heavy, right? I did. Okay, so so then you can say if you're transitioning, you're not drinking, and you drink, you know, Budweiser Zero, then you're still the man. Yeah, you drink You're technically drinking Bud Heavy still. Yes, exactly. You just yeah. don't have the content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. How do you get paid? Do you get paid off the amount of shirts that are sold or do you just get paid like whatever? If, you know, if no shirt gets sold or you're just like, ah, like whatever, I still walk home with my hundred thousand dollars of blackjack money. (laughs) Everything's very fluid. Um, You've got, you've got events that choose to pay a percentage. You've got events that pay tips plus a flat rate. You've got, um, jobs that pay salary which is what i'm in um and i won't speak to my salary because because, you know i'm cool with where i'm at uh you know per se nobody nobody's like with the way the economy is nobody's comfortable with where they're at but certainly um i'm very happy where i'm at very very happy um yeah for sure but but um you know with the remainder of it it's, it's really, really event to event, you know, job to job. Uh, you, you get what you get based on what you negotiate for in this industry. Um, now on the selling end, you don't selling end is based on, you know, a pre-negotiated whatever. Um, but on the salary end, I guess it's more, you know, no different than any sort of salary job. You have wiggle room. Um, but eventually a company goes, well, I could probably go find somebody else who would probably end up doing better than you would, um, for a certain price tag. So, you know, that's, that's how business goes unless you own your own business. How are you at the negotiations? Um, well, I will say with this company, I'm not that way. It's kind of weird. Um, I enjoy so much the people that I work with that I've actually been very, very um, cool about it. And I'm very fortunate too um, that I'm with this company um, because they're booming and the people are awesome. And uh, my job, as much as it's tasking, um, it's, it's not tasking. So it's one of those situations where you don't, you don't have that negotiating factor per se. Um, 
do I have it in the back of my head? Yeah. Do I have it in the front of my head? Absolutely not. Um, and will it come to the front of the head? Probably not. Um, but I will say in previous, like with pretty much every other job, have I been a negotiation guy? Yeah. Literally every other job. Yeah. Uh, property management. I, I, I actually tried to leverage moving into this industry against property management and they declined even leveraging. So, and it wasn't that much money. It was like maybe three grand that they said no to, gotcha. which they missed out on. Cause you know, when you put your head down, you could probably crush it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't push the negotiating far enough where they go, all right, like this guy's just out of his mind, but I also, I, I know where the fine line is and, and that's fair. A business is a business. Like I said in previous, you have to be smart about that kind of stuff, but you also still have to get paid, you know, like you can't just do it for free. So, right. Would you, would you do it for free for free concert tickets? For every concert, for every concert. I mean, that would be kind of taxing. But then you'd probably make more money than, than I would make. Because if you got free tickets to every concert for every musician, right? Yeah. That I was working with, oh, you could probably make that back in a heartbeat. Mm. Interesting. I don't doubt that for one minute. Like you figure MGK tickets are what? Uh, Tom's, minimum. Tom's, and that's yeah. just one band. 50, 50 one bucks. band, 150, right? Yeah. 50 oh, bucks. Oh, it's 50 or 150? 50? 50, 50 bucks. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe no, I'm lying too. I wouldn't, uh, well, I wouldn't do it for free concert tickets for the purpose of, you know, you, you got to live, right? You got to have an apartment or you got to have living, you know, uh, money. But mm, would I work on a deal like that? Maybe. I mean, I yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I'm full of them. <laughs> I Love try, it. man. I try. I, uh, oh, man, it's, I try to just figure it out and just do stuff, but I'm 20 years old and found one thing that I am semi good at. And I kind of like, so I'll just see, you know, Dude, you crush it. So, just, so, just so be let's miserable. Get, let's get a light. Just let's be, get a light work until I'm miserable. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, let's get the light yeah, on what's me. Yeah, what's a light? What's a light on you? Like, what's going on with you? How's let's, everything going with you? Let's let's talk about my favorite subject, myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, things are good. I um, you know, I need to start recording. I need to start getting on the mic more and just ripping it by myself. I have my freestyle Fridays, which I like doing, but I need to do them more often. I've been slacking on a lot of them and um i just need to start recording more need a blog don't 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 i mean the the whole purpose of the whole purpose of you doing what you do is for you you know it's not about it's not about these guys that you pop onto the show just out of that's what i'm that's that's what i'm you know like well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I so I need to do more solos. Like, who stuff. gives a fuck about Brady? Well, let's talk about Jack. <laughs> no, I need to, I need to do more solo stuff. And I if need you're to... on a, if you're on a podcast with the Brady in Tampa, then we've got a different story. <laughs> you know, like you, you got something going on. Yeah, it's just me. You know, Bur- fucking let's focus on you. 
no no i you've been great and i'm really thankful for you for coming on but just a little peek into my brain need to record more solo need to blog more need to be writing more that's that's about all i really focus on tomorrow i'm going to uh roger waters at the garden so i'm very excited for that so my cousin is moving to miami and one of the first shows at the ftx arena and he's going to be working at actually doing merchandise is Roger Waters. That's awesome, bro. Well, and, and my uncle is, I think he's going to, he's going to change his trip there to move him in to make sure that he makes it to that show. That's insane. You're going to have a blast at that. I can't. They're my favorite band ever. I'm really excited. Uh, I, I just need to, I bought two tickets. So I'm, I, I've been talking to a few What's your people. favorite Pink Floyd song? Time. Definitely. Um, time. Wish you were here. I love all of the Wish You Were Here album. I think it just works so I love Have a Cigar. What do you what do you think of uh money? I love money. Money, money is money is probably my favorite Pink Floyd song, only because we used to go to this dive bar in Bristol. And we still go. I'm we're actually going when I come up. Um and one of the main songs is on the jukebox. And it's an like this is today where there's no more jukeboxes, right? No. 50 cent wings, $6 pitchers, pool tables, and money's on the fucking jukebox. And that was the go-to song, money. And then you got, you know, if we, we walk out of there, it'd be a hundred bucks. We'd get fucking shit-faced, eat a boatload of wings, play pool, and play great music. That's hundred bucks. so fucking awesome. I'm so oh, jealous, sick. bro. I, uh, there's this dive bar that's connected to a liquor store in Tampa called it's downtown. And if uh, like Tampa, the main college bar drag is about like two miles from downtown. It's called South Howard Ave, but, yeah. um, but the downtown, there's this bar called the hub old school jukebox. So you do the two numbers for the band and then, that like you don't pick a specific song you just have to roll the dice and just press a bunch of numbers oh my god and i put on pink floyd and i put on all their i put on um it was uh what, what was playing it was um uh, the the first song on wish you were here it was um uh what's it called i'll find it in a sec i'm being a bad, bad podcast host but anyway it was um oh <laughs> It was a uh, shine on you, crazy diamond, uh, parts one through five, and then parts six through nine played simultaneously. It was so sick. I was, uh, and that's like thirty minutes of the. That's like pretty much the whole album. Um, and it was it was unbelievable. I was very happy, and um, I was drunk, and you know, there was two dollar bush bush beers. Is and- anybody out there? <laughs> hello 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 yeah I, i'm super excited um, i'm just hoping um none of my friends are really into the band so i'm i'm you know i'm i'm swiping tinder Dude, left do and, it for you man i know like, i'm that. swiping tinder left and right seeing if there's any girls with nose rings and tattoos that want to come with me that want to just get it really high and i'll be sober so i'm, I'm going sober because um i really want to just enjoy the music yeah yeah good for you man i mean you know i will say um your 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 sober streak is uh it's it's that's sick i mean that's that's uh 
you know, life, life doesn't need to be with the, um, the entertainment of all this other stuff. I will say that, um, I choose to do it. Uh, it's, it's not like a necessity. Um, had I known that, you know, you were doing this whole thing, oh, I probably would have, I probably would have, man, I, I don't no, wanna... no, 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 but no, 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 but listen, 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 right. I think it's cool. And I would have been right, lo- right alongside you as far as that goes, because thank you. You know, I, I think it's cool. So, Dang, I appreciate that. It, it should be more. It should be more socially, uh, um, just like not a deal. It's. It should it, be a deal. Yeah, it's getting there, but it's just like you know, I was in a bad environment with a lot of bad energy, and I had a lot of my own. Right. Insecure. Oh, I, get, oh, I had a lot of insecurities oh, I, and issues I had to deal with. Amen. So taking a sober I summer. I get it. I get it. I get it. Oh, and I'm proud you. of you for it. All right. Well, I get it. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing. I mean, it, what you do is really sweet and it's super sick. And uh I uh if anything, any t shirts or tickets fall off the back of the truck for Zach Brown. Um, you know, we're gonna, you know what we're gonna do? I think we're gonna we're going to figure out some, some better, better than that t-shirts for you as far as, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, wh- whatever you want, we're going to, we're going to hook it up because you know, it's what I do. So. Oh, you're the best, man. All right. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on, man. Um, this has yeah. been a blast. It was a blast. Dude. You keep, keep doing you, man. You're the best, dude. You're better. This podcast is sick. <laughs> sick <laughs> this podcast is fucking <laughs> sick it is yeah well stay gold pony boy that's a great book by the way the outsiders awesome book we just gonna keep going back and forth on the compliments <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody it's been a great episode uh i'll have some i'll have some good stuff for everybody next week um you know me my brain cells are rapidly declining um i'll see you guys later brady thanks for coming on man yeah it's an absolute pleasure. All right, I'll see you guys later. Peace. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm scared on the TV, mama. I'm going to push it down. CLD won't even get pulled over in they new V. The good life, let's go on a living spree. Shit, they say the best things in life are free. The good life, it feel like Atlanta, it feel like LA, it feel like Miami, it feel like NY. Summertime shy. Ah. So I roll through good, y'all pop the trunk, I pop the hood, Ferrari. And she got the goods and she